Welcome to So Many Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and as always, joining me from Toronto, Ontario, is Cliff Murphy. Cliff, how are you? I'm doing all right, Bill. How are you? I'm doing all right, thanks. This week, we'll be discussing online video on demand. That could include YouTube videos, streaming, websites dedicated to just watching people playing games. And there is a lot of comedy to be found in that, sometimes intentional, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a quick reminder, So Many Bits is brought to you in part by the Second Wind Collective. For more quality podcasts like this one, please visit secondwindcollective.com for details. Cool, cool. Now, yeah. Now, before we begin, though, Cliff, are there any games you've been playing lately? Uh, you know what? Earlier this evening, I started playing Thomas Was Alone because I found the install file on my computer. I guess I had purchased it as a part of a Humble Indie bundle, but I had never, you know, synced it with the Steam library, so it just kind of fell under the radar. But it's in there along with Hotline Miami. So, <laughs> I uh, so I started playing uh, Thomas Was Alone for a little bit, and uh, it's good. I like it. Uh, it's got a lot of personality, and it sounds like it's narrated by the same guy who narrated the Stanley Parable. So I like that. Uh, do you know anything about Thomas Was Alone? I do. I played it a while ago. I, I beat it. And I do notice the resemblance, at the very least, between the narrators. And I also like that you're a down-with-a-man guy who will not stand for DRM in his game still. I see. See, I didn't even realize I was doing that. <laughs> but I'm glad to have contributed to that. That's good. I'm, I mean, it doesn't mean that you're not a rebel. It's cooler if you weren't aware of it. It makes you more ahead of the curve. Well, I couldn't have possibly been more unaware. So pretty, pretty <laughs> cool then. But Thomas alone, Thomas was alone? Yeah, and he still is, I guess. I don't know. I'm playing the game, so we'll see what happens to him. Yeah, it's a good game. I, I would encourage you to see it through to the end. It's not too long no. either. So Yeah. Well, myself, I played a pretty short game. I played Super Motherload on the PS4 recently super motherload i read something about that recently or maybe i heard about it or something like that but perhaps you heard about a board game that was made on the same intellectual property that i think came out pretty recently yeah that's what i heard yeah absolutely that just came out last year yeah and super motherload is it's a game about you're a guy on mars or a woman on mars and you drill into the crust to find rare minerals, and then you sell them on the surface for money. And you use the money to buy fuel, and then you drill for rare minerals. <laughs> I think I remember seeing a Penny Arcade comic about something like that, when uh, they basically just did that. And they said, uh, you got to go down and get, get minerals. Then what do you use the minerals for? Gasoline. To do what? Get more minerals. <laughs> I think they did the... I think it was the same idea. But it's good, though. It's not just like driving around and getting minerals. I mean, it is driving around getting minerals, but uh, in a good way. It is. It's a little bit of a puzzle game in that they encourage you to combo getting certain minerals in a sequence or getting the same mineral over and over again for a bonus. Mm -hmm. But there's also a little bit of a story element layered onto it where as you get deeper down, you get weird transmissions. Ooh. Creepy. Yeah, and creepy, and there's maybe something under the surface that didn't want to be disturbed. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Do you awaken it? Oh, it was already awake. <laughs> it's mad as hell. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Well, that's uh, that's fun. Uh, is it uh, just on PS4 or is it on other platforms? It is also available, I believe, on PC. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, yeah. awesome. 
I'm trying to think uh, if there's anything else I played. Oh, I have played the Agricola iPhone app. So. Oh, now see, I was wondering when you were talking about it in the recent episode how involved it was to set up. Has this guy played the app? That seems like a much less uh, <laughs> complicated process. Yeah, no, the app is far less complicated. Um, of course, now that I've played the game a whole bunch, it's been uh, like I'm much faster at putting things out and setting things up and whatnot. Um, I'm now down to the point when uh, myself and someone I'm playing with will just start on either ends of the board, loading it back up with the resources at the end of every round. But the uh, I do like the uh, iPhone app simply because it takes care of all of that for you, and it runs through the scoring and everything, and you know what your score is consistently. I mean, when I play the actual game, I have a pretty good idea, you know, if I'm doing okay or if I'm doing better than other people. But a lot of the time, it'll come down to the end, and I'll be like, oh, that was my score. Hmm, interesting. I, I still feel that way even now, is I can't accurately gauge how well I'm doing compared to how well other people are managing their farms. It's pretty tough to judge on the fly while you're keeping track of everything and making your family not starve. <laughs> yeah, it is It is pretty tough to do. Um, assuming that you and all of your uh, opponents are pretty equally matched, I played a game um, with my girlfriend and a friend of mine, uh, Carson. I think you know Carson. I know Carson. Um, so we were playing a game, and uh, Carson, for one reason or another, forgot that he needed to feed his family in one round oh, and ended up no. taking every single begging card. And uh, as you're aware, each begging card, each begging card gives you negative three. And so whatever his strategy was, was completely destroyed. But then again, at the same time, his strategy was something along the lines of, I'm going to upgrade my house, and that's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like half of his farm was completely empty as well. So uh, that didn't really work out well for him. But we played another game afterwards, and he seemed to redeem himself. He was like, oh, okay. I figured out what I did last time and why it didn't work. We're like, oh, because you focused exclusively on your house? And he was like, yes. Yeah, I did do that. So I'm imagining a giant whiteboard. And on the do side, I see feed family. And on the don't <laughs> side, I see build fancy house. <laughs> yeah, I think he kind of did like a Looney Tunes sort of thing. And somebody ran by and the arrows got switched around. And he walked by and he was like, hmm do build a fancy house and then that's what happened in that game and then later on when he went back to inspect the whiteboard one more time he didn't see the lit fuse slowly <laughs> burning up and then boom boom and then you see like suit all over his face and then he has to turn his beak back around and he's like of course you know this means war that's what happened it was crazy i was there yeah yeah uh so yeah so i'm playing uh the uh iphone app now uh which is good um, I was playing it uh, last night uh, with my girlfriend again, just passing it back and forth while we were watching Mad Max, and uh, uh, it was uh, it was good. But uh, she kept getting distracted from watching the movie, so you know it was like, you know, it was like, come on, oh my god, I see it's your turn, you got to take the thing. <laughs> so that, those are the games we played this week. Uh, mm -hmm. So let's get to our main topic. Yeah. Just uh, different channels that uh, produce content that are related to video games, and more than likely the comedy that relates to video games as well. Um, and I feel like maybe we should focus maybe on the comedy, too, because I feel like it's been a lot of video games and less comedy. 
but maybe we got to bring some of that comedy back. Although, admittedly, recently I've been doing much more video games than comedy. Well, I feel like there is ample room here to talk about how comedy works and why these videos are so popular and why people, myself included, are more willing now to watch people play video games than they may be to just play the game themselves. Yeah, well, we have many topics to broach in this conversation. I mean, I know people who have said that they would do improv in an empty room for the joy of it, but I think they're liars because really to get satisfaction out of a performance art, you need to have spectators. And when you have people watching you play these games, they're able to live cathartically through you, seeing that they can make, or rather, seeing that they can avoid the mistakes that you would have made and make all the right plays. And they get enjoyment from that. But then on top of that, they get to see the absurd situations that come up and live them as though they were playing the game themselves. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, just recently I was watching some videos on Donkey's channel and... uh... Uh, he was going through uh, like Super Mario Maker levels or something like that. Now, I don't own Super Mario Maker, but I can appreciate what's going on there and the fact that it's a bunch of very difficult levels. But I enjoyed watching him get through the levels and get frustrated by the levels uh, probably much more than I would have just by doing the levels myself. Like, just gaming is more of an experiential form of you know communication than a lot of other mediums. Like, you know, if you were... Working on a car, and I was working on a car, we could talk about the different things we were doing to, like, make the car work and, like, improve performance and different parts and stuff. But you can't really do the same thing with Mario Maker where it's like, yep, I put Mario Maker into the Wii U and it worked. Yep. So you need to have these playing moments. But if you're not there present with me to experience the thing that I was experiencing at the same time, if I'm like, I jumped on the block and I didn't die, and then I jumped on the next block and I didn't die... There, there's nothing there for you. There's nothing, no way for you to get into my point of view and feel the same things I felt. You need that live view, either being there in person or watching me play. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of merit in these channels then, is what you're saying. Yes, yes. I, I think there has been a little bit of a backlash. I mean, you've seen it. There's a, been a few South Park episodes about watching people doing things. <laughs> yeah, the uh, PewDiePie episode. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's all merited. I, I think there is something to the fact of watching people play a video game. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I mean, I've seen uh, or I've watched a fair share of like playthroughs or run-throughs or what have you, a whole bunch of different things. I mean, especially when I'm looking to get into a game or do something like that. Some uh, some things I would say, you know, you got to sort of experience them more yourself. No, that's fine. I, I think that what you'll find is that you can't get the full feeling, but you can probably get like 80% of the feeling yeah. by watching someone do it. So I was um, I was watching a PewDiePie video earlier today, as per your recommendation. I was watching a video in which he was playing a game when you had to do, I think it was called like 90 Second Portrait or something like that, when basically some cartoon character shows up and you have to draw their portrait as best you can using the paint tools and things that are on there. And then it ranks you and gives you money or something like that. And uh, it was funny seeing, uh, you know, how crappy his drawings were, which actually ended up getting better as he went on, I suppose, as he became more familiar with the interface. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like that's the sort of game when it's like you are putting your own skill into it and you're trying it out and you're, yeah, yeah, his drawings were bad, right? But your drawings would be bad too. And isn't that the point of the game, right? 
Um, isn't it to like make it funny from the fact that you're terrible at this interface or uh, the fact that it's just making fun of your own drawing or something like that? So I was enjoying watching that, but at the same time I was like, oh, I feel like it's more that sort of game is more something that you need to do, and you're kind of missing out on part of the experience just from watching it in that situation. That's true, and because of the rise of streaming and video on demand, you're seeing a reactionary movement, I think, in games that are meant to be viewed and not played. You're seeing Telltale have a considerable rise in popularity with their narrative-based games that are strongly driven down tracks by dialogue choices and quick decisions between one of two possible outcomes. You see uh, Life is Strange was a very popular game last year with a choose-your-own-adventure feel until dawn on the PlayStation, and games like 90 Second Portrait or streaming-based games that everyone can participate in and watch and see you play, even if they can't necessarily play themselves. Yeah, well, I, maybe that's just uh, something that I noticed with that one particular game, but uh, I can certainly appreciate it in other ways. Uh, just uh, before we continue, one of the things we, we talked, that you made the valid point that we can definitely talk about some comedy here, and I didn't know really how to fully articulate that so uh what's the way we can talk about that uh if you do you have any thoughts uh i think it's more just the shared experience sort of thing um because you can see people making fun of the games or having experiencing the games in a certain way that uh you also get to experience but you don't necessarily get to share that with anybody right especially if you're just playing a game the single player or something like that you don't really get to experience that with anybody around you necessarily but when you go online you see people doing the same sort of thing you're like oh yeah 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 okay so that was a funny thing as well like i thought that was good and now you have that shared sort of moment that's uh kind of experienced online that was that that was the sort of idea that i was thinking there okay okay that that's good i, I like that that you have that experience and another part of that could be that like you didn't you might not have been able to see that experience because you can get these really condensed views of games where you can i mean pewdiepie videos are like i don't know a half hour long and you can like see okay that's what that game more or less is about you don't have to play it for 14 hours to have that same enjoyment mm -hmm. stretched out over that entire period of yeah time. you get that in one dose especially especially with pewdiepie videos just because he edited so quickly you know uh uh he uh it's so rapid like he'll do this and then jump to something else and then jump back to something else as he's making commentary on it the entire time like i was just clicking through the video and just seeing a bunch of different things and he played like three or four games in the span of just this one video so i was just clicking through and seeing like oh okay that's what you got to do there oh okay i guess that's what's happening you know i was just getting the sense really really fast which was uh which was pretty cool um i mentioned him before too um uh donkey have you watched any of donkey's videos no honestly i just like recently found out about him or just started watching some videos of him he just does like commentary on games or he'll play games and kind of make fun of them he did a good one about undertale um he did one that i was just watching which was about five nights at freddy's but he decided he was like this game's this game's not scary at all, so while I'm playing this game, I'm also going to be playing other games that are super scary. And then he was playing, like, this <laughs> super glitched-out version of Silent Hill. <laughs> and then he was playing this other, like, he was playing another version of Resident Evil when the characters were just going all wonky. And he was like, now you get to see my true form. And then he'd go back to the other game, and it was, like, super scary at that point. And he was like, oh, okay, oh, I can't do this anymore. And then he was, he's like, I gotta play Sonic. But it was, like, some corrupted, like intentionally like creepy version of sonic that he was playing as well and it was really really funny but uh the neat thing there was that uh i had never seen uh five nights at freddy's i had no idea about it i guess you just sit in a room and you watch the security cameras and see the animatronics move around 
Uh, and I, I was watching him play it, and I was like, whoa, that's scary. I'm never going to play that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, the, that's another aspect of the, the Let's Play and Video On Demand is horror games where you can, as you get the, the laughter and you get the wacky situations, you can get the scary situations without having to be there and experience it fully. Yeah. And those games have, there are like five, five nights at Freddy's now because they keep churning them out for people to play on their streams and react to. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's pretty popular. I mean, I think everybody's seen videos of, like, people playing Amnesia or something like that and then freaking out. Uh, I recall seeing a video of a guy who was playing Amnesia using the Oculus Rift, and I can't even imagine why you would ever want to do that just because it'd be oh so, yeah, it'd be so terrifying. The only time, like on my Steam account, it says like Amnesia played for like 20 minutes or something because like I started playing it and I was walking around finding oil and stuff and I was like reading the notes and I was like, ooh, the storyline. And then I heard like a or something and I turned around and there was like dust just in the air that kind of looked like a face that was slowly fading away. And I saw that and I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I don't want to play this anymore. (laughs) It was like the very first, like even like halfway semblance of playing a scary, like the scary part in the game. And I was just like, nope, nope, closed. Goodbye. So... (laughs) Yeah, I haven't gone back to that. But anyway, it's nice to watch people stream that, especially because uh, a lot of the people, they'll they'll be making jokes about it or they'll have like a funny premise that's around the video as well. So that's enjoyable. Yeah, uh, one, of, one of my favorite websites to visit, as, as I've mentioned, I think a few times before, is Giant Bomb. And their big thing is they do this show called Unprofessional Fridays where it's like three or four of them sitting on a couch and then like usually one person is playing on like a PC and they're all, you know, they're all like drinking beers and cracking jokes about the games. Sometimes they're good. Most of the times they're really bad. And then sometimes they'll also play like multiplayer games. And and again, you get that feeling where they're intensely competing over these really weird games. Like they were playing one of their favorites is Mount Your Friends, which is this adult swim game where it's a bunch of dudes in like G-strings, wristbands and headbands. And they're like trying to climb on top of each other to reach the highest height and hold it there. Okay within a certain time limit sure and how into it they're getting over this incredibly weird premise it pulls you in and and they're making jokes the whole time there there's a chat going on in in kind of a in kind of a weird way it's like in that uh futurama episode where fry he's talking about the star trek cast in this way it's like well when i didn't think i had any friends i felt like the star trek cast were my friends (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I think I have friends. I, I hope so. Yeah, sure. Uh, but just I don't always the enterprise. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, when I'm not near my enterprise friends, I, I not all my friends are into video games to the extent that we are. Mm-hmm. So this gives me another pe- group of people who are really hardcore into video games who I can compare, compare their shared experiences with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to be able to see that other people are going through the same stuff that you are right other people are making the same jokes other people are sharing the same experiences it's nice there's definitely there's uh there's uh definitely a place for them you know i don't think it's an unnecessary thing at all especially with something like gaming which is very much a lot of it is very individual right it's true yeah and you don't always get to see the different genres that are out there i mean there are we talked about it during the game of the year episode there's no way we could play all of the games that came out last year even if we had a lot more free time there was no way we could get through all the open world games all the rpgs that came out 
to look at them all fairly based on the, the merit of their entire work. That it, it, This is an easy way to get a condensed one-shot version of these games and see, you know, what they're about. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're really into it, I mean, you can go out there and play it and make that like your game of like the week or of the month that you play hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely true. If you think about um, the amount of time that you would need to commit to one particular game. I mean, I'm still in the process of like gearing up and getting ready to play Fallout 4, right? It's <laughs> it's not like it's not like a game that I'm just going to like buy on the whim and play or anything like that. I'm thinking I'm like, okay, so I'm going to like make a new computer for it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, the funny thing is that I've got I've got two computers. I'm sitting on a couch with a laptop on my lap and then I have my other computer uh hooked up to the television set that's in front of me. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that this the computer that's hooked up to the television set, I always call it my battle station. I'm like, yeah, this is my battle station because it's better than my laptop. I've had this computer for like four or five years now, which is ridiculous. <laughs> so It's ancient, man. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It still works great. Don't get me wrong. I have I've never had any problems with this computer, probably because when I bought it, like I, you know, it was pretty top of the line when I bought it. Um but now I'm like, oh, I should get a new computer. <laughs> yeah. And then I can ba- I feel- and then I can like uninstall basically everything that's, you know, not necessary from this one and basically just make it a media server and leave it hooked up to the computer. And that's really the American dream. Yes, finding an appropriate use for all of your computers and turning them all into devices to watch TV or play games on. That is the dream. That's the dream. That's the dream. I've owned two computers my whole life. I had one that I got in 2003 when I was going to college. Right. And that one lasted until 2009. Mm -hmm. And then my current computer I bought in 2009, and I own it right now. And we're recording this podcast on that computer. Oh, my gosh. It's like meeting a celebrity. That's... (laughs) That's uh, that's crazy. It's like the end of a Paul Harvey story. And that young computer turned out to be this, this computer, computer for this podcast. Right now. That's good. Uh, so back to uh, YouTubers. Uh, you've never, yeah, watched, yeah. You never watched any uh, Hey Ash, What You Playing, did you? Nope. Uh, nope. So in Hey Ash, What You Playing, um, essentially the premise is that uh, there's Ashley and Anthony Birch and they're I guess, comedians, I suppose. And they do a bunch of videos that are all based around particular video games. Um, Off the top of my head, they had one about uh, Psychonauts. Uh, They had one about Tomb Raider. They've had ones about Pokemon. They've had ones about, like, all sorts of various uh, games. And I think they had one about Puzzle Quest, which was about, uh, then they were starting to talk about one of them being colorblind. Anyway, they had all these different videos. But they're just, like, basically, like, short maybe like two three minute videos that basically just set up a premise uh and then explore it and heighten it really really fast but they're all um based off of video games or something that has to do with video games um there's one video that they did which is about the game one versus 100 um which was a downloadable title for uh xbox i think a little while ago but anyway basically uh ashley comes in and she says what you doing or something like that and anthony says uh 
oh, I'm playing one versus 100, and I just got the new download pack. Apparently, it's got an impossible question, right? And they look onto the screen, and it says, when you pour milk on a cereal, what is milk? And they're like, a broth, a sauce, or like something else. <laughs> and they both, they both just stare at the screen, and then their heads explode, and that's the end of it, right? But uh, that, that was basically it for that one. Um, so, but the, the neat thing there is that they just take something that's unique to the video game itself and they just make like a comedy sketch out of it, which is super, super pitched towards the people who are in, you know, who are in the video games, who are in the scene. Uh, but it's neat to see that they're developing premises that are based off of these games because you probably wouldn't find a whole lot of a whole, like a very wide audience if you were to do something like that in a regular comedy show, you know? Um, you probably couldn't go out and be like, okay, here's, well, you wouldn't start a comedy scene by going, all right, here's the bit I want to do. <laughs> you, you wouldn't do that or anything, <laughs> but, uh, you would, uh, you know, you couldn't, apart from doing like, I don't know, like Mario or anything, you couldn't come out and be like, man, it sure is crazy castle crashing or something like that you couldn't do anything like that because no one would have any idea what the hell you're talking about no i mean that's really impressive i wasn't aware of this series before and i i didn't know something like that existed that's pretty cool to me yeah it's they... uh it's worth checking out i mean because you can just go on there and if you just look for hey ash what you playing and just see all the games that come up if you click a game that you know then you'll be able to like you'll see what they're doing about it and they make jokes about the game specifically and I don't know. It's it's they do a really really good job about it. Um, Seems like an evolution from a web comic. Yeah, in a lot of ways it is. I mean, they're very very quick about the premises. They don't overstay their welcome. They say like this is the uh, this is the game that we're playing. Let's heighten it. Let's explore it, and then they cut it off really really fast, um, which is pretty good. Pretty good. It for is them. good. I wish we could steal it. It's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, we should steal it. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we should. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's Hey Ash, What You Playing? Yeah, let me talk about uh, – great. I'll, I'll talk then a little bit about the angry video game nerd. Okay, cool. Go for it. So <laughs> I think before there was PewDiePie, the biggest video game YouTuber was the angry video game. And his that's his shtick is he's playing a character. He's this really embittered, you know, mid-20s, early-30s nerd who loves classic video games but he only talks about the really bad ones the really frustrating ones and how much he hates them and his whole shtick is finding creative ways to talk about how bad these games are like if you'll pardon this oh my god this game was so bad i made me feel like i was drinking pus out of a rotten whale <laughs> that, yeah that was that wasn't that yeah. bad <laughs> it was a lot of build up there you're like maybe if you'll pardon the language and for viewers at home this next part has some severe extreme language i'm drinking pus from a whale <laughs> i was thinking it would be cool like i'm the crypt keeper but the crypt keeper of mildly offensive <laughs> gross descriptions oh my my sensibilities have been offended <laughs> no, but i i know what you're talking about because and we both did this we played the angry video game nerd video game uh, the I don't know what was it called the Angry Video Game Nerd Adventures something like that. Yes, I yeah, played that game for about ten minutes and then I requested a refund on Steam. <laughs> maybe you're not as much of a digital rights management rebel as I thought you were. <laughs> maybe I'm not, but it was like I played it for ten minutes and I'm fine with like games that are challenging or something like that. You know, um, 
like games that are challenging, but you can overcome them. Uh, the first thing that struck me was that the game was ju it had an odd sort of design to it, uh, in that it felt it felt clunky. It didn't feel very smooth. Um, all the times I kept dying, I thought like, oh well, that's kind of bullshit, but whatever. But the thing that annoyed me the most was the fact that every time you died, there was a screen that just had like all of these expletives written at the bottom. But it wasn't even anything like, oh, like, fuck this game or anything like that. It was something that was really, like, graphic. It was like, it makes me want to, you know, pardon the expletive, it makes me want to drink pus out of a whale. But it was much, much worse than that. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But All right. That, well, you, when you get in the hot seat and you need to come up with a gross-sounding description, okay, it's not as, we'll see how you do it's it. It's not as easy as I, you know, thought it was going to be. But uh, he says a bunch of things that it like I don't want to I don't want to repeat any of them because I was reading them and I was like oh that's unnecessary I get it that you're angry but that's just unnecessarily vulgar then again I'm not super familiar with the angry video game nerd maybe before I purchased it you know I should have maybe done a little bit more investigation into like videos I've watched the occasional ones now and then but I never thought it was like overly vulgar or anything this one seemed like extremely vulgar and in an odd like misogynistic way which i thought was strange there were a lot of references to tits in the explanation and i thought oh that's 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 odd but uh i, I yeah it was like tepidly vulgar if that makes sense like in the same way that i was tepidly vulgar like they didn't go for it if it was uh like, I remember in a Penny Arcade comic, they were like, oh, that guy can't achieve an orgasm unless he kills a dog. And they're like, that's horrifying. <laughs> but at least, they, I mean, at least they went they for went it. For like, it. They, they, tried <laughs> they tried to gross you out and shock you. Like, this isn't even, I feel like, really trying. Yeah, it, uh, it really just seemed, it seemed lazy. It was just vulgarity for vulgarity's purpose. Like, it wasn't, it, I don't know, it was crass, but not in a way that I enjoyed, you know? So I demanded a refund oh i think i got it it's it's vulgar in the way that an eight-year-old is when he wouldn't know what it actually means to be vulgar oh that's a great description for it yeah just like a bunch of words that they heard and associated with being dirty and then just slapped them all together right yeah yeah and i had the same experience i played the game for like 15 minutes and hated it and hated all of the gross like descriptions when you died and i died a lot <laughs> And I, <laughs> the only difference is I haven't yet demanded a refund, but I should soon. Yeah, I think you only have, uh, it says 14 days from the, like I looked it up on, you know, on Steam and it says 14 days from the time of purchase, but then later on it's like, or whatever, just say you want it, <laughs> and we'll take a look at it. So <laughs> I feel like you could just go down your list and just say you want a refund for every single thing that you've only played for like 10 minutes. And then they might just be like, eh, fucking whatever, you know, and <laughs> just give it all to you. And I was thinking, I was like, maybe I could get enough refunds that I could get a copy of Fallout 4. But then <laughs> I was like, I'd need to get a lot more refunds. Now, I did play, um, I wouldn't say it was a great game, but I did play a better game based on a YouTube personality. And I played PewDiePie's game that came out pretty recently, actually. Okay, how was, uh, how was that? Because to be honest, I had uh, mixed feelings about PewDiePie before I started watching some of them before, and then afterwards I was like, oh, okay, I kind of get what the the appeal is. I think he's annoying, but I kind of get what the appeal is. How was the game? Uh, I think it was passable. It, it was co a competent platformer. It had an interesting, like, shooting level. There was some challenge there that you could get. You could make the game more challenging if you wanted to, but you didn't have to. It had some extra achievements you could go after, a bunch of stuff you could unlock. 
I think if you like PewDiePie, there's a lot of fun to be had there because it's like every level, some YouTube personality seemed to show up. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm the guy with the weird colored mustache, and I'm here to help you out, PewDiePie. And like he gives him a ride in the helicopter. It's like, where'd you get the helicopter? And the guy with the weird mustache won't say. Maybe that's like a joke they share. Maybe it is. But I wouldn't know. Yeah, who who knows? I have no idea. And that's kind of the downside of the game is that it doesn't really set up anything. It's just like you have to know who these people are. There's no real introduction. Mm. Like, it's PewDiePie, and like I figured out the one woman was his girlfriend, and I checked later, and it's like, yeah, that's his girlfriend. And then all these other people that he knows online and his dogs. Huh. Well, I mean, they're... Making a PewDiePie game, they're tailoring it for the PewDiePie audience, right? I mean, I mean that's a huge audience. Don't get me wrong, but uh, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I was just watching this random video and I was like, yeah, okay, this is all right. Three million views. What the hell am I doing? Uh, so it like he's he's got more views. He's got the most views of anyone any YouTube account ever. He, he just recently passed uh, Rihanna's YouTube account. Wow. Wow. Well, good yeah. for him. Boo for Rihanna, though. That sucks, you know, for her. But she'll... Life's a game, and it's not fair. That's... Yeah. So it's a game that's for a very specific audience, but, I mean, it's so big. Like, if you like PewDiePie, you see it's a PewDiePie game, you probably know who all the characters are ahead of time, right? Um, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of a game that I played that was based off of a based off of a thingamajigger. <laughs> well, how about... Uh... We've talked about the Scott Pilgrim game in the past. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so the Scott Pilgrim game. Like, I knew who all the characters were, right? And I knew where we were going, and I knew what the storyline was and all that sort of stuff. So that, um, uh, yeah. yeah. And, like, every background character is, like, some character from the comic, and, like, you go into the store, and it's run by the person who runs the store in the comic. Mm -hmm. So that's like, yeah, okay, I know those people. And then if you didn't know who they were, it's just like, yeah, that's a person, and I'm controlling a person. Yeah, but then it would probably still be pretty enjoyable past that. Do you think even, like, you didn't know anything about uh, PewDiePie or anything. Do you think the game was still enjoyable, still worth a checkout? Yeah, I, I, it's, I, I, well, I wouldn't play it if I didn't like PewDiePie. I don't think it was, like, worthwhile enough. It was competent. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to find out more about PewDiePie and I wanted to see if the game was good. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't recommend that you go out if you're listening and play it unless you really want to play a game that's got PewDiePie and all his other friends in all it. All his best buddies. Yeah, like the guy who wears like a bear costume. He's my favorite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, I don't know. Were there any other games or personalities or any other things you wanted to talk about, Cliff? Uh, none that come to mind immediately. The main one that I had written down was, Hey, Ash, what you playing? And I talked about that, so I'm set. The only other guy I wanted to talk about was Ego Raptor, but I don't know what he even does anymore. Like, uh, does he think... not do any Game Grumps stuff anymore? No, he or well, he does. Oh, it's the other guy that doesn't do the John Tron. Game Grumps anymore. Yeah. I think he does. That's right. He's done a bunch of videos on his own again more recently. Either that or he's done videos uh, that were before Game Grumps, but were just way higher quality than some of the ones that I saw earlier. <laughs> like when I started watching him, I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. Cool. But there was like there was like a certain like crappy charm to his videos. But then I watched one recently and the production value went through the roof. <laughs> so good for him. Well done, John John. Well, I, I hope that right now we're in that part where it's like we're good, but we got that kind of like crappy charm, and then someday those production values are going to go through the roof. Yeah, I only hope that can happen for us too. Maybe if I get a yeah. new computer, I'll have the really no. nice audio. Same here. And that brings another episode of So Many Bits to a close. 
We can be reached by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at so many bits. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review or listen to us on SoundCloud. And last but not least, please check out the rest of the Second Wind Collective for more quality podcasts. Support independent art. The spirit of Dell compels you. Good one. Yes. Nailed it. All the way through. No coughing. Nailed.